Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. On this week's May Contain Spoilers, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston continue their intergalactic love affair in Thor The Dark World. And there's a shot of Joe Swanberg with an Anna Kendrick chaser in Drinking Buddies. If you've seen a film this week, then join in the discussion by tweeting us at Film Spoilers or by emailing Spoilers at hot1028.com. wondering who this is this is lady luck by richard swift and if you're wondering who we are this is may contain spoilers my name's steve lanham i'm drew bridger and i'm jp stockwell and coming up over the next hour or so we're gonna be talking all about films and this week there are reviews of thor 2 as i call it or thor the dark world as it's actually known as everyone else uh, in the world calls it as marvel call it most importantly and also the joe swanberg film drinking buddies so there are two featured films this week but if you've seen anything in a cinema that you want to tell us about then you can do that by tweeting us at film spoilers or by emailing may contain spoilers at hot1028.com so you can do that throughout the show or if you're listening on the podcast you can still do that and we'll read it out during the next show or uh, if it's on twitter give it a retweet during the week yep what better way to join in with the show there is no better way. In fact, there is no other way well, joining in with the show other than that. You have literally named all of the ways you can join in with the show. So if you're looking for another way to do it, there isn't. Just do that. Yeah, although we do have a Facebook page. Make it take spoilers on Facebook. But for, for the purposes of that, let's pretend it doesn't for, exist. For the purposes of instant gratification, Twitter is probably the best. That's why we're on it. That is. Anyway, so as well as those film reviews this week, we're going to be talking about... Last week was our Halloween special, and as part of the Halloween special, we watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, we watched Friday the 13th, and we watched Halloween. And while watching those, I kind of was reminded of the fact the film Freddy vs. Jason existed. Yeah. And that uh, sort of piqued my interest as to whether there's ever been a good versus movie. Because there's quite a few examples of them now, of course, Freddy vs. Jason being the obvious one. Uh, Yeah. Any others? Alien vs. Predator? Alien vs. Predator is one of them. Alien vs. Um, Predator Requiem, of course, the sequel to that. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a few others. Uh, now, I couldn't remember which way round this was, but is it strippers vs. werewolves or strippers vs. zombies, or were there both? I think there was I think there was one of each. Okay, so you've got those. You've also I, got think, I think there was, in fact, a, uh, a series of strippers vs. films. Well, there's the whole box Probably set. Probably available in a box set. Yeah. There's also Cockneys vs. zombies. Yeah. And uh, probably your favourite, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Probably one of the best versus movies in the world at the moment. <laughs> one of the best aquatic-based versus Aquatic-based ones. I think the best land-based uh, versus movie is, uh, without a doubt, um, the, the classic Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Can't say I know that one, but I will take your word for it. Although I assume it's probably awful. I would, uh, I'd, I'd check that one out. Of course, we also have had another one this year that people haven't really recognised, um, which is Robots versus Aliens, otherwise known as Pacific Rim. Very true. That's so. kind of an unofficial one. 
It's a bit of an fine. unofficial title. But we want to know if there are any good versus films that we haven't thought of. Uh, you can tell us what your thoughts are on that by tweeting at Film Spoilers or emailing makingtainspoilers at hot1028.com and we'll come back to that later on in the show. So there must be some examples of some better versus films than strippers versus sexually transmitted diseases or whatever it was that <laughs> JP suggested that was. Which is a constant ongoing battle for strippers, I can imagine. I zoned out, to be I mean. honest. But anyway, <laughs> let's get down to our first review this week, which is the return of uh, Marvel with Thor The Dark World. And the story is, faced with an enemy that even Odin and Asgard cannot withstand, Thor must embark on his most perilous and personal journey yet, one that will reunite him with Jane Foster and force him to sacrifice everything to save us all. I know you seek vengeance as much as I do. You help me escape Asgard and I will grant it to you. Vengeance. And afterward, this cell. <sighs> you must be truly desperate to come to me for help. What makes you think you can trust me? I don't. You should know that when we fought each other in the past, I did so with a glimmer of hope that my brother was still in there somewhere. That hope no longer exists to protect you. You betray me, and I will kill you. Hmm. When do we start? So Thor The Dark World is directed by Alan Taylor and stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins and Christopher Eccleston. JP and Drew, what did you think of Thor The Dark World? Um, I was not a big fan at all. Really? Yeah. Okay, uh, no, that shocked no, me. Rather. That, that, that surprises me slightly because I'm, I think I'm going to be on the other end of the spectrum from JP. Well, I know you are because I've seen your <laughs> well, letterbox. So. Well, yeah, okay. Not a euphemism. But, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mostly because I think that this, uh, this film was better and more entertaining than any sequel really had a right to be. I mean, Iron Man 2 was only okay in my opinion, because it was more of Iron Man doing Iron Man-type stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, he's the only person in the world that's invented an Iron Man suit. Oh, no, wait, someone else did as well. But that's exactly what we saw in the first one, because that was the whole point of the first one. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to weigh in on this, and I've got the two options, one really liking it, one not liking it out of you two. And I'm going to say that I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest. Oh, am I the only person here that actually enjoyed this? I didn't hate it, but the problem okay. is, I think Marvel is in a very interesting position now because these um, films before the Avengers came out got by on the fact that they were building up to the Avengers. So, yeah. Um, Captain America, I think, was generally considered to be all right, as as the original Thor was considered to be all right. But I think they got slightly better um, critical responses because yeah. people thought, well, it's leading it's up, to, up to something. Here, it's, it's a little piece in the jigsaw. Now we're kind of at the beginning again, and I think people are less willing to, to kind of it's let more them get a, away with stuff. More of a continuation than anything. And the problem is, is that with the Avengers, because all of those characters came together with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and Captain America and, you know, all of those characters, yeah. 
it kind of confused the various worlds a little bit, which I found a bit of a problem with Iron Man 3, because once you know that these gods exist in Thor, it's kind of hard to take the more slightly down-to-earth Iron Man Re- Realism. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to kind of take that on its own. And I have that problem with Thor slightly, or Thor 2 anyway, that... I, I don't see how this universe exists in the same world as Iron Man, and I don't think the filmmakers know how it does either. Well, I think that, within a certain extent, is literally the point, is that it's not part of the same physical world. Like, obviously, there is a bigger universe at, you know, being involved here, because these, these, obvi- these are beings technically on a different planet. Which, you know, when you think of it logically like that, it's like, okay, well, they're obviously not part of the world as we know it. They're from somewhere different, you know. So the rules of what we know don't technically apply. That kind of makes a little bit more sense and kind of gives it a little bit more credibility to a certain extent, you know. I mean, there were certain bits that I really liked about this. I mean... You know, there were there were points at which I thought, okay, are they trying to be too humorous here? And that was one of the main problems I had, and I think that's probably what you guys might address in a bit. Is like there was humor uh, at some points breaking up the action. Here's the thing with that, and I think you're right for bringing up the humor because it is an interesting part of the film. The thing that Thor has going for it, and this was highlighted in the Avengers as well is that in Chris Hemsworth as Thor and Tom Hiddleston as Loki, yeah. they've got two very good characters yes. who are very good together. Yes. And the film kind of gets by on them being together for a, a lot of its runtime. But the problem is, when they're not together, I'm just not as interested. And for large parts of the film, Loki's not really around. And I think it suffers, because when they are together, you think, this is great, this is fun, this is funny, they kind of hate each other, they're sort of an odd couple. But when they're not there, I think you really feel it. That was my big thing. I thought that there was, there was like the gl- these little glimmers of kind of hope or like sighs of relief when Tom Hiddleston comes in, because I think he is probably one of the strongest parts. But I think all the rest, I mean, I can kind of get by with Thor. I thought that... Uh, I, I mean, I didn't particularly like the first movie movie either, but um, I thought that when his introduction into the Avengers was actually quite interesting because he's this kind of god being brought into these normal people, and I thought that was quite interesting. But now, when you're just go- him going back to his godly place, you're just like oh, Asgard. Okay, yeah, it's called Asgard. It, it, it just seems. Like okay, we're just in Asgard now, so we're in the fantasy world, and it's it just. But for some reason, that stuff was actually less interesting, and, that, I, and 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 I mean, all, uh, one of the big things as well, I thought, is just all the supporting characters. I thought are just totally just nothing. I just found nothing from from them. That you've got these little setups and things like this little setup with uh, one of the female characters, Sif which just doesn't go anywhere. You've got even the villain. I mean, we haven't talked about the villain yet, but I thought that was just totally... There was just nothing there. Okay, no, I will agree with you on that. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed because I think that's probably one of the problems that has been um, most talked about with Thor The Dark World is that Christopher Eccleston's antagonist of the film is, like, incredibly underdeveloped. Like, you get a little bit of 
motivation at the start, which is done in a narrated over thing, which it was I didn't like. I d- you know, you don't need to narrate over these things. It would have been so easy to have that bit done without the narration over it and people will still understand what is happening. It's uh, Anthony Hopkins as Odin who's doing the narration. Yeah. And actually that, that, they, that they, also... could have, they could have retold that with him telling it directly to the people, you know, explaining this is who this is. Obviously you don't know who it is because you weren't born then. Um, you know, it would have been so easy to do that later. You don't need to have it narrated. And that is another, the, the narration is a big part of the, the problem I had with this week I watched uh, the Lord of the Rings films so I'd never seen them before first time I'd watched uh, Return of the King and The Two Towers and I find now looking back I can't remember what parts of Thor were in Thor <laughs> and which parts are in Lord of the Rings because it's very very similar and I, I don't know if that's because it influenced the comics and things like that but even the yeah. narration at the start very similar to The Fellowship of the Ring I mean yeah. even the, there's a kind of the elves which is sort of what Christopher Eccleston's character is yes. he looks a lot like the uh, the kind of elves in Lord of the Rings yeah. it's just very there doesn't seem to be very many original ideas in it yeah, th- and it's just not very exciting I know I, th- I thought there was a lot of just generica in this there was a lot of you know uh, Lord of the Rings hobbity type stuff and then on the other hand you've got a little bit of kind of Star Wars inflected kind of stuff but then you've got this odd balance of whenever they keep going back to Earth as well and it just it, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel as right you, you've got all this kind of grand fantasy stuff and then we'll go to Cat Dennings and Natalie Portman for a giggle yeah and it's I, like it, it just it just doesn't gel well I preferred oh. it when it was on Earth mm. I'll be honest I liked it when Thor was the best bit of the whole film is when he goes on the underground and uh, it's that whole kind of fish out of water thing that I want to see admittedly I haven't seen the original Thor which uh, and apparently there's a lot of that there is a lot of that in there and that is what made that film so entertaining and there's parts of that in here and I was worried at some points that the humour that you know you've brought up would break that up a bit. I thought, oh, do we need to keep going back to the the humor stuff? Like, you know, when he's when he suddenly appears because there's um, quantum distortions happening because of a uh, convergence, which is the big thing that's happening. Like, there's a convergence and alignment between all of the planets and stuff. And the quantum distortions means that he that there are sort of windows in reality where you sort of pass through and into other. They kind of universe of hop- hopping. Yeah, yeah. Which and is he the big... suddenly appears in uh, in the underground, and I thought that's 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 weird. They've they've broken up an action scene with some humor, and then I remembered like, well, hang on, that's exactly what I liked about the Avengers. And this is probably one of the bits that Joss Whedon came in and rewrote. And I'm like, that's actually quite a good thing. Because in a way, if this film was taking itself as seriously as things like Man of Steel and Batman take themselves, it would be it would, it would come across as being stupid. Because if a film takes itself like that too seriously, it becomes stupid by proxy. Because this is incredulous and it kind of knows it, it knows what universe it's playing in. And it's like, well, we know this, you know, a lot of these things are a bit 
far-fetched you know it's a little bit incredulous so we'll add we'll we'll slide a little humor in you know existentially un- under the mat as it were it's, it's almost iron man 3 level as well with the, the because there's a whole kind of british and london setting and one of the big things obviously with iron man 3 was the um was the one of the jokes about Croydon yeah. and it almost seems like it's gone beyond that now so now we're setting doing jokes about the London Underground and Greenwich and all this sort of stuff well that's um, I think kind of indicative of the whole Marvel Universe now that it's kind of had to it's almost done what happened with the Batman kind of Burton era moving into the, the Schumacher era of being serious and dark to more kind of comic booky and almost um camp that that iron man 3 became sort of this meta slight comedy version of iron man and now this seems to have become in thor more of a comedy film then we've got guardians of the galaxy which is going to be even probably more of a comedy and camp i I just think think the whole series is is in danger of kind of losing its way a little bit i mean it's kind of like that that's the thing about it though because if these film like i said if these all of these films take themselves too seriously people are going to look at it and like and and think well this is so incredulous why are they taking themselves so seriously It, it it doesn't make sense for them to take themselves so seriously if they have a bit if they if they break it up a little bit with a bit of humor it's sort of them going okay we know what kind of universe we're working we basically they know that these are comic book movies and the characters and the kind of humor that is in them is the same kind of humor that is apparent in the comic books occasionally there will be these moments where someone will sort of turn around and say something that you know isn't breaking the fourth wall but is a little bit like Oh, okay. You know, I was reading one the other day where Captain America is sitting down talking to Thor, and there's a battle happening outside. And we saying to him, "What you been up to recently?" And they look out the window and they go, "Not much." Uh, you know, it's it's things like that. So we've just got more of that to come, basically. Let, <laughs> let's give Thor: The Dark World scores out of five. JP, I'm going to go with two and a half. <sighs> yeah, wasn't a big fan of it. I thought it was kind of fairly forgettable actually and just uh yeah i just I, I i thought you know some of the action sequences the effects and stuff just kind of looked a bit off and a bit ugly at times and yeah i just uh, all the supporting characters just just didn't really do anything and yeah i wasn't too big a fan unfortunately okay. two and a half two and a half from jp drew okay well i mean i'm gonna give it four because I I did enjoy it and you know all right I I'll, I'll admit you know there, this film does have its flaws um, you know the humor aspect of it the the narration and the underdeveloped uh, protagonist are all sort of glaringly obvious problems within the film but ultimately it's it's enjoyable I I did enjoy the ride there were some really cool bits in it and the visuals in it really good and the visuals were what I paid to see the the IMAX Asgard and the IMAX um, Dark Elf mechanics and ultimately Alan Taylor who has directed Game of Thrones knows how to tell a story in a way that does still have some surprises in it and there were some moments in this that kind of took me by surprise a little bit and made me wonder is is this going to be the new status quo now this is and um so i did enjoy it so i'm gonna give it four stars 
four stars from Drew for Thor The Dark Worlds. I'm going to agree with JP on this one and give it 2.5 because I thought, apart from the stuff that was set in Greenwich, visually it was quite horrible. I thought Asgard was very kind of CGI and washed out and quite bad looking, to be honest. But it's almost like a missed opportunity because I enjoyed Thor and Loki so much that I just wanted more of it. And I, I can't really say that well, we just I, wanted I recommend more be- it. We wanted it more better. Yeah, basically. Betterness so from it. we've got a four-star review and two 2.5-star reviews. One of us is right. Do you agree with us? Let us know what you thought of Thor The Dark World. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. And of course, because Thor The Dark World is a comic book film, it will get added to the Justice League table later on in the show. Coming up very soon, we will have this week's Sofa Cinema. Tonight, when I came home from work, heard Sybil Byer and tonight take from the soundtrack to Drinking Buddies and we'll be reviewing that later on in the show as well as adding Thor the Dark World to our Justice League table Sofa Cinema So this week JP is in charge of finding three films that are on freeview over the next six days or so in Sofa Cinema JP what have you got for us this week? Well uh, we always announce our connection or our theme for the uh, Sofa Cinema so what I've gone for if is, there is one yeah if there is one uh, and I've I've gone for a fairly uh, strong one I think um, Gravity of course is coming out next week so these films all star Sandra Bullock nice nice um, okay. We, but we have a mix of different films so the first one is um, on Saturday the 9th at 11.15 on the Movie Mix channel it's uh, one I haven't seen but it's a 90s kind of tech thriller the net. Nice, yeah. I haven't seen that either, but it's kind of a, a cult classic, I think. Yeah, probably along with... Um, Hackers. Hackers, yeah, yeah the Angelina Jolie one. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's The Net, Saturday the 9th, uh, 11.15 on the Movie Mix channel. The next one is Two Weeks Notice, starring Hugh Grant. <laughs> I, can I suggest that maybe you've, you've, you've pushed the boat out to try and get Sandra Bullock in it without necessarily uh, thinking that that's a good film? Yeah, <laughs> that could be. But yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say. Well, there's anything wrong with that. No. Just, but, just you know, you could, uh, Hugh Grant, I think, is always watchable. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. It certainly is on screen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I've gone for that one. That is at uh, 2.50 p- uh, afternoon. You know, we, we, that that wouldn't be... In the PM. Yeah, in the PM, yeah. On uh, Sunday the 10th on ITV2. And the next one I've got is actually a double bill of uh, Sandra Bullock. So you can choose which one, but it's one straight after the other. So the first one is Hope Floats, uh, directed by uh, Forrest Whitaker. I don't really know too much about this movie, but uh, I just, I'd I'd found that on there. And that's on uh, Tuesday the 12th at uh, 6.45. And if you want to continue with this, this Sandra Bullock marathon, we've also got Premonition, 
uh, after that, uh, which starts at nine on the same day, and that is on film four. They're both on film four. Those those last two. So there you go, a Sandra Bullock marathon. Uh, if you're a big fan of Sandra, or maybe you just want to catch up with some of the her films that you've not seen in the past, that's the places to check them out. Uh, and next week, I think it's my turn for Safe Cinema, so I will be back with films without Sandra Bullock in for next week. Still to come on this week's Make It Ain't Spoilers, we're going to review Drinking Buddies as well as adding Thor. The Dark World to our Justice League table. Steve Lanham, Make and Take Spoilers, Hot Radio. You're listening to Make and Take Spoilers. My name is Steve Lanham and with me are Drew Bridger and JP Stockwell. And on the previous part of the show, we reviewed Thor The Dark World. We've still got a review of Drinking Buddies to come. But for now, we will add Thor The Dark World to our Justice League table, which means that we have to prize open the cupboard that houses the Justice League table and bring it out into the daylight. The Justice League table. Or play that stab, essentially. Yeah. What I was getting. At. I was going to say, creaky door was under that stab. We have to use it. that to mask the creaky door. You yeah. have to call it from the Bifrost. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> so, yes, the Justice League table is our league table of all comic book films from the very best at the top of the hero section to the very worst at the bottom of the villains. At the moment, we've got the Dark Knight at the very top, followed by the Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises and the original Kick-Ass and at the very bottom we've got Catwoman, The Spirit and X-Men Origins Wolverine so some pretty good company at both ends of the table there. Thor has to be, uh, Thor The Dark World sorry, has to be added. Where is the original Thor? That's kind of halfway down the The original Thor is kind of, it's uh, right next to where we put Man of Steel Um, it's slightly above Watchmen. So it's kind of above average Yes, so it's above kind of, average. It's in the heroes, so it's considered good, but it's towards the bottom. So it's below the Wolverine Which from earlier the year. So will Thor: The Dark World be in the heroes or the villains? Now this is going to be interesting because you've given it a very good score of four out of five, and we've given it two point five. So that's going to mean it's probably going to have to be either at the bottom of heroes or at the top of villains. And I spent so long on the tag as well. That's time well spent. <laughs> it, yeah. still, it still looks good. Oh, there. good. That, that's all right, then. For the for how crowded the hero side of the uh, the table is, I think it should go at the very top of the villains. Yeah, I'm definitely advocating for um, for villains, at least. Well, um, I... Positioning. Or, or either that, or we have to dump one of Spider-Man or Superman 1 to 4 off of the hero side and into the villain. I'm tempted to dump Spider-Man onto the top of the villains one. How do you feel about that, Jason? Because it hasn't aged very well at all. Because we've still got Spider-Man oh. 2, like, all the way... Oh, where's Spider-Man 2 gone? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's right there. We've still got Spider-Man 2 right around there with Captain America and Wolverine. So, a little bit know, further up the Spider- table. At least Sam Raimi is still getting the recognition he deserves. I might, I might put my foot down here and say it needs to go to the top of villains. I, I don't think it yeah. should go above Spider-Man. I'm not going to win this fight, am I? I don't I? think so. No. Yeah, so we will place uh, Thor, the Dark World, at the top of the villains section, not quite making it in to the hero side, which is a shame for the god of whatever he's the god of Thunder Thunder of course yeah, yeah. so uh, but people- I thought you were going to say it's a shame for Drew because <laughs> it is a shame for me I'm going to go home and weep into my the god now. of magnetic boards god of, I am <laughs> it's a very small realm that I am in charge of but wow. I, I rule it with a mighty fist that's the rumour I've heard um, uh, so we will put it on our table and yeah. if you want to we'll take a picture of it of course put it up on the Facebook page make it same spoilers we'll uh, tweet a link to the, the Vine as well we'd like to make a little Vine video of 
of us adding it to the Justice League table. So that will be up later on this evening or tomorrow. And if you morning. agree with me, then tweet us and we'll yes. change it. Yeah, we should know. say, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, if the, it's all, it's all a compromise. This this whole board anyway. So we want to hear your thoughts too. It's a democracy. So if yeah. you want to move anything on that board and you don't agree with something we've done, or you think that something should be on the heroes when it's on the villains or whatever, then tell us why you think it should be moved at Film Spoilers or Make It Spoilers at top1028.com to email or you can comment on the picture on Facebook so those are the ways to do it the Justice League table will now go back into the creaky closet until uh, Captain America are we saying? Oh, Captain yeah, America yeah. the Winter Soldier which is early next year so there we go that uh, will be the next time so we've got a little while to uh, to nail down the, the final placings for this yeah. year in the Justice League table. But let's talk about another film which came out this week, which is one slightly at a different end of the scale to Thor The Dark World, and that is Drinking Buddies. And the story of that is uh, Luke and Kate are co-workers at a Chicago brewery where they spend their days drinking and flirting. They're perfect for each other, except they're both in other relationships. I can say, I wonder sometimes, you know, if I'd have met somebody like her or you or, or, you know, somebody that had that kind of thing going on 15 years ago. Well, you know what? I probably did. I probably, I probably did meet somebody like that. And I probably wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you have lost. Every hand, you are down a thousand dollars. I am yet to see my card. Will the casino kindly give me another thousand dollars? I'll tell I'm you. I'm good for it. Kate, this I, is like I college. Have, I have never done this before, but I'll talk to the uh, pit boss. We'll give you another thousand dollars. Thank you. You better win it back, kid, because if you lose two thousand dollars, I personally am going to bust your legs. I'm all warmed up now. How much? A hundred dollars. That low right now? You're right. Let's get weird. 300. Now we're talking. Good luck, ma'am. I really mean that. I do work off tips. So, Drinking Buddies is directed by Joe Swanberg and stars Olivia Wilde, Jake Johnson, Anna Kendrick, Ron Livingston, and there's also a, uh, a kind of guest appearance by Ty West as well. So, it's Joe Swanberg and Ty West were both in your next recently. That's really? apropos of nothing, but I just thought I'd mention it. Which one is the name? Because I'm terrible with names. Which one is the name of the guy who's in New Girl? That, I believe, having not actually watched New Girl, is Jake Johnson. That's the one. I'm reliably informed. That's the one. So, obviously, Jake Johnson is the main guy in this. Well, they're, they're, they're kind of two couples and the main two two couples. Okay. So, like, there's four characters that are the main characters. So, Olivia Wilde, Jake Johnson, Anna Kendrick, and Ron Livingston. And Jake Johnson is in a relationship with... Anna Kendrick yes and and fancies Olivia Wilde basically they should be the other way around in their relationship so they're with the wrong people and it's about the fact that they kind of meet up and realise that maybe they're not in the right sort of relationships and they get on much better with these other people but they're still attached to their current partner and it's just that kind of awkwardness of being in these relationships that are not sure that they're supposed to be in and of course Drinking Buddies came onto my radar when it was in Quentin Tarantino's top films of 2013 so far it was kind of a surprise inclusion so we're into this thinking okay well you know it's obviously got some sort of pedigree it's got good reviews Uh, but to be honest as much as I liked it and I do like an indie comedy it's just not as funny as I thought it was going to be and there are funny moments in it and it has that 
kind of realistic, real life, slightly awkward type of humour in it that you kind of expect from someone like Joe Swanberg. But it just didn't quite make me laugh as thought as much as I thought it was going to. Because I was hoping to try and see this. Um, I'm not going to lie, mainly for the Anna Kendrick factor. And she is brilliant in it. Because, hot damn, she is nice. But I did also want to see this because obviously the guy is from New Girl, which is a good comedy series. And I quite like that. And I know that he's heavily involved with the whole uh, production of the series. And I thought, oh, okay, well, if he's in this, then it's probably going to be the same kind of humour as New Girl, which yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, it's not the same as... Is it? Is it not? No, and ah. I mean, I'm not, I don't watch New Girl, but I know, I've seen enough of it to know that this is probably... This is more kind of subtle, I think, and a little bit... It, it doesn't... It's not just a flat-out comedy. It has kind of poignant moments, and it has, as I say, very awkward moments too. But I just... I, I was expecting a little bit more from it, and... As much as I did enjoy it, it just wasn't really funny enough. So what what do you think the reasoning is for Tarantino liking it? Is it a lot of people sitting around talking yes. about obscure things? Basically, and- it, you only ever really get them as couples together talking to each other. So that's kind of there's some and it, that is very realistic and awkward. So that I think that's where his enjoyment of it came from. And the other good thing about it is it's called Drinking Buddies and they kind of work uh two two of the yeah. uh, the characters work in a brewery and they uh, who are in different relationships they are constantly drinking throughout the film so you could have a brilliant drinking game yourself of having a drink every time you see one of those two characters have a drink in the film they've basically always got something on them but Steve I'm a real lightweight and you know this I wouldn't make it through the film no well that's that's why you would be in the wrong relationship you'd have to get together with Anna Kendrick in it which would be terrible news for you that would be awful, awful news for me. Yeah. That that I can't think of worse. Yeah, Anna Kendrick, if you're at that, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I don't know how we've ended up here. So <laughs> we've gone to a dark place. Here. Drinking buddies. I really, I really did enjoy it, but it just wasn't quite living up to the the kind of hype that I expected from it. So out of five, I've given it three and a half stars. If you have managed to see it, and it's only on limited release, so well Still done more if you than did. Thor. Yes, very true. I enjoyed it a lot more than Thor. If you did manage to track it down, then definitely get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of it. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. Now, still to come in the show, we are going to take a look at this week's film news, which is actually quite exciting because there's been some developing news. Uh, Having brought up Joe Cornish recently, there is rumours that he's going to be directing a very big film series. And also, we're going to move into the world of feminism, I believe, JP, sort of. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I'm not convinced Talking about girls. Talking about girls, whatever next. The world of feminism has been set back already by uh, Drew talking about Anna Kendrick in that way, but... You know, we'll attempt to redeem ourselves later on in the show. So all of that's coming up in Make a Tame Spoilers.
Rubble Bucket and Came Out of a Lady, which is taken from the soundtrack to Drinking Buddies. You're listening to May Contain Spoilers, and earlier in the show I gave Drinking Buddies three and a half stars out of five. So if you saw it at Film Spoilers or email Spoilers at hot1028.com. We also still want to hear your favourite versus movies. We suggested some quite bad ones earlier. I'm quite surprised no one's kind of joined in and said Scott Pilgrim versus the world would seem like the obvious one to say is the probably yeah. best versus film out there. I think that kind of works outside of it though because it's not one franchise versus another franchise. Still but counts, it has, though. does still count. Still has verses in it, so does still count. And it's still, an awesome film. We're still open for business on versus films. If you can think of the best one that is around, or even just maybe a very terrible one that you've seen and you want to tell us about, at Film Spoilers or Make a Taste Spoilers at hot1028.com. Drew's got this week's crowdfunding corner. Drew, what have you got for us? Okay, this is a project called Embers. It's a sci-fi feature film by Claire Carr or Carey. I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. Set in the near future, nine years after the world has been infected with a neurological disease which creates a double amnesia. The infected are forced to live in an endless present, not being able to remember anything beyond childhood and not being able to hang on to new memories. Uh, Currently, this is $4,800 pledged on a uh, $20,000 goal. I put pounds for some reason. It's not pounds. Um, With 27 days left. So it's a new project that's just started and is already doing pretty well. So there we go. That's Embers, which is this week's crowdfunding corner, chosen by Drew. If you want to find out more, we will tweet tweet (laughs) a link to it later on in the week and you can have a look at all the details and decide whether you want to part with some of your hard-earned cash in order to support that uh, film. So Embers is the name of it, and Drew will have another crowdfunding corner on next week's show. Crowdfunding corner. As we head towards the end of this week's show, JP, you've been across the film news this week, and there's been a couple of interesting stories. The the first one, kind of a a big director rumour. Yes, this is the rumour that, uh, of course, J.J. Abrams is departing from the Star Trek uh, universe in terms of directing, obviously going on to Star Wars, but the rumour is that Joe Cornish uh, is uh, is up for the director's seat for Star Trek 3. Now, I, di- I didn't know this, and that sounds really interesting. Very exciting. Because yeah. it would be exciting to see what he does with the franchise after what J.J. Abrams has set up because it'd be very easy for someone to come along and completely reboot the series and start over again and make it but obviously he's not going to do that and it's obviously off the back of Attack the Block which was a kind of creature feature sci-fi film very kind of highly regarded all over kind of the world not just here obviously where people know him as one of Adam and Joe but also I know in America lots of uh, people were really impressed by that kind of debut feature and it's funny because only a couple of weeks ago I mentioned the fact that he didn't seem to be doing anything other than co-writing Ant-Man at the moment which I thought was strange but maybe yeah. this is why the reason why we've not heard anything else from him is because he's been attempting to nail down uh, his uh pitch in order to get the next Star Trek film. There's so probably the, there's obviously probably it must have done a done a good job on it because it's happened now. Well, we'll, we'll ha- wait to see whether it's yeah. actually true or not. So. I, I was probably going to say that it's probably the uh, the Edgar Wright connection as well obviously yeah. with J.J. Abrams, you know, he directed a shot in in uh, one of the IMAX shots in, in Star Trek. And of course mm. Simon Pegg as well being involved. So as well, yeah. yeah. We will keep an eye on that one as it develops as we get closer towards the, that film starting to shoot. But also another big story this week which is completely different 
different and probably just only needs a, a word or two to mention is this idea that in Sweden there's bringing in the Beckdale test in cinemas. Yes, well, the, it, it's the... Uh the uh, I don't know the official name, but the ratings board in uh, Sweden are actually taking into account the Bechtel test when they're rating their films. So films will only get an A certificate, which I'm imagining is around about the same as uh, equivalent as a PG, I, yeah, I would think. something like that. Uh, yeah. It's only going to get an A certificate if it follows the rules of the Bechtel test. So if people don't know what the Bechtel test is, it's an it was a kind of idea that was devised to find out how important female characters are in a film because there's yep. a feeling that in a lot of films they're only used when talking about men or for something that drives a story along to do with men so I think, that, I think one of the guidelines is are there two women and do they talk to each other about something other than men but there has been criticism that this does kind of rule out films that are quite clearly all, all for women and or, or have very strong female characters. Yeah, and it's but not just it's, because it doesn't fulfil that very small criteria. Yeah, the, it, this criteria and this this Bechdel test doesn't necessarily mean it's a good film. It, it's it's not a uh, a, a test of quality it's just it's seems to be a simple rule based on you know gender equality yeah so if you want to tell us what you thought of it that uh, and if you've got an opinion on that at film spoilers it's a place to join in with that discussion but we will move on now to what's out on dvd and blu-ray next week jp what can we find in shops it's a pretty big week actually we've got pacific rim oh finally <laughs> finally <laughs> my steelbook will arrive uh we've also got the hobbit the first movie the extended edition okay uh monsters University, uh, The Great Gatsby, uh, The Internship, and uh, the Hitchcock Ultimate Film Collectors Collection. <laughs> and because uh, The Internship is out on DVD and Blu-ray next week, we will run a competition on Twitter to win some internship goodies. We've got some table tennis rackets, a table tennis net and a t-shirt and bag, so you can win that on our Twitter. We'll run that over the next several days or so, and if you listen to the podcast you can probably join in now, I would think. So, yeah. uh, What's out in cinemas next week, JP? Well, pretty much the only thing dominating cinemas is gravity, of course. Yes, uh, so of course we will have a review of Gravity on next week's show. Is there anything else of any note that's in cinemas? <laughs> there's there's only a couple of things that are, are opening in, um, you know, s- s- limited festival type okay. things, so nothing really that big in, in actual cinemas. Nobody is brave enough to take on uh, Gravity in the cinema, so we're very excited about that. We'll have a review of that on next week's show. If you go to see it over the weekend, remember to tell us what you thought of it. You can tell us what you thought of any films you've seen over the next uh, six days or so until we're back on air. Uh, at Film Spoilers is a place to tweet us, or you can email us with your long reviews. Uh, you can email makeandtakespoilers at top1028.com Remember, there's also the Facebook page where we'll have the picture of the Justice League table. Tell us whether you agree with where we've put Thor The Dark World and also if you're listening live to the show you can listen to the podcast if you've missed anything from this week's show or any of our previous shows type in Make and Take Spoilers podcast into your search engine and you'll find us or you can go to iTunes and subscribe and listen to any of our old shows as well so there are all various ways that you can join in with Make and Take Spoilers but that's pretty much it for this week's show it's been a busy one it's always busy when we have a always action packed in this studio yep and uh, I'm looking forward to us recording our little video of adding Thor to the Justice League table so we will do that as soon as the show's finished and we'll put it up on Twitter later but until next week it's goodbye from me it is goodbye from me and which way is it to Greenwich I tried to cocaine just know what it could do I had to try it again just to give it Second chance, but it tore out my.